Today on Locked On Red Wings, Detroit has three goalies on their roster, but what's their plan with them moving forward? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about the goaltending situation. We've been teasing it for a couple days now, and we just figured it with it being literally the only off day this week as the Red Wings play three straight days coming up here this week uh, against the, I think, Maple Leafs, Blackhawks, maybe Penguins one more time and double check on that right now as we're talking about it. So we'll take this one opportunity to kind of talk about, you know, what they're going to do with the fact that they're carrying three goalies right now with Lyon having to go, it's, by the way, Chicago, Pittsburgh, then Toronto, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all on the road. But you, that's not that big of a deal when you have a huge roster. Yeah, uh, It'd be a big deal if it was a regular season. You only have 23 guys, but they have like 60. So not that big of an issue. Um, with them having three goalies, one of them is going to have to go through waivers and is it worth risking losing one of them? So we're going to have that conversation. Then we're going to kind of parlay that into talking about overall what players at training camp right now are probably what we would say have the lead uh, in making the team and what player would be the likeliest of getting pushed out of the roster if that were uh, to be the case. And that kind of is also an extension of the Danielson conversation we were having yesterday as well. Uh, but first, Scotty, I got to talk to the people today about Game Time. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Scotty, obviously, Vili Huso is not going anywhere. So, yeah, one one spot on your goaltending lineup down. But you got James Reimer on a one year deal and Alex Lyon on a two year nine hundred thousand dollar deal. Both those guys are signed to NHL level contracts and the waiver period has begun in the NHL. So at the end of training camp, at the end of preseason, the Red Wings are going to have to make a decision on whether or not they want to carry three, three, carry three goalies or send one of which down, put them on waivers. And, you know, I would say that's not that big of an issue normally, except for the fact the Tampa Bay Lightning's Andre Vasilevsky just had back surgery and is now out eight to 10 weeks, putting the onus on protecting the crease on, I think his name's John Johansson, John Johansson with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who's on an ELC. So the any goal you put on waivers outside of like John Letheman is going to get picked up. So I guess the question is for, I'm going to have for you, Scotty, is, does it make sense for the Detroit Red Wings to put a goaltender on waivers and risk losing them to the Tampa Bay Lightning, where, of course, we always say, oh, that guy's not going to make it through. We said it with Verona all last year. Um, I think we even said it was Zadina at one point as well, and then they both made it through waivers. Is it worth putting them on waivers and risk losing them? Or do the Red Wings carry one less skater and just carry three goalies, kind of like they did last year while they were trying to figure out their backup situation? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going. How are you? It's good. 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 I'm glad. Happy. Uh. Well, we're recording on Monday, but happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, about some people listen to this. Um. You know, it's it, it is a very difficult conversation. Um. I 
these are the conversations that are so fascinating to me because there is there there there's so many different ways to build a roster and traditionally you don't see too many people go with the three goalie approach uh last year i know for a little bit there the wings did it <laughs> um because but for like bad reasons right like last year they carried three goalies in the middle of the season because no one could stop the the puck period. the goaltending was just so bad that right. they so, no choice. Exactly. It was uh, a big time struggle there in like January, February, you know, pre med getting, uh, getting put on waivers. So like, it's, it's interesting to already have this conversation. And I think it was like the idea, we keep saying the idea of it, uh, the, the idea like in the off season and, and during free agency was so, it was so easy to support it was like oh yeah like you know the goalie situation's been really thin on this team the last couple of years this makes so much sense and it still does make sense obviously but now you're you're feeling the pressure of like okay well how do you execute this though because uh i i would say the odds are man i I don't want to say it's like a guarantee that he'd get picked up because again we, we've we've been wrong about that before but I I I think you're gonna be pressed to to cl- get him through waivers. I think that that would be a difficult a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah, and then the, the question immediately situation. Be- right, and then the the question immediately becomes: Do you carry one less defenseman or forward? Like, which? And I guess part of that might be preseason, like performance based, right? Like you could do something along those lines, but. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't think you, there is a defenseman to not make the team. I don't think that that's a, an intelligent approach. So like you would have to get rid of your 13th forward. Yeah. Right? And we, we talk like about, it would have to be, that would kind of just like by default, it would have to be the, a forward. Yeah, I mean, we talk about so much about how deep this team's roster is and that ever almost Almost everyone on this team is an NHL caliber player. Everyone, obviously, I mean, like presumptive actual NHL caliber guys that they signed in the offseason. You don't have any Gustav Lindstrom or Jordan Austerlays or Robert Haig's on this roster anymore. So you you make the assumption that all these guys can play meaningful NHL minutes. Who do you cut? It's a a hard decision to make to carry three, but I, I would still almost rather have that as an option over you know risk losing one of these depth goalies and because injuries are going to happen you're going to need a goalie to come up from Grand Rapids at some point to eat minutes that just happens in the league it's yeah if you have Reimer and Huso healthy for the entire season you've been you're very fortunate but the question is like and it's such a tough conversation because I, I could even see an argument for waving Reimer. Like, I don't think Reimer is 100%, you know, protected either. He's a 35-plus-year-old goaltender on a one-year contract coming off the worst career, worst year of his, his career. I think there's an argument to be made that if Lyon is balling out in the this preseason, and if he has that, I know he has a smaller sample size across his career, only playing the NHL here and there, but he played really well in 15 games of the uh, Panthers last year. You know, 
I could see a reality where you wave Reimer instead, and that's actually more realistic for that guy getting through because people aren't going to want to touch an older goalie who is past his prime. Granted, the, the, the dilemma again is just I don't see Vasilevsky or not Vasilevsky Lightning passing on pretty much any goaltender that has meaningful NHL minutes uh, because of the Vasilevsky injury. So I don't like the idea of carrying three goalies. We, we talked about it all last year about how it made absolutely zero sense because you were getting one goalie who was getting like three weeks off and going down to Grand Rapids and getting a conditioning stint just to stay active while the team tried to figure out who they wanted to be their backup. Right. But at this given moment, like for the next eight to 10 weeks, do you have much of a choice? Because I, I really don't think, especially with how low Tampa is going to be on the waiver list, they're going to be one of the first teams capable of claiming a player. I don't see either of those two goalies making it past unless another goalie gets offered up. That's going to look way more um, appetizing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I somehow I doubt that. And so it's a tough situation to put in. Like, who do you wave that's going to go down and not get claimed off? Off of the waiver wire. Really, the question: If if if, like there is an angle, and I know we got to get to a break here, but like the if the if the argument isn't oh how do we carry three goalies, it it might be more how do we get through the preseason without losing anybody? Yeah, and I think that that's like an an interesting angle to look at it. That's different than just like looking positionally. You know, maybe instead of looking position by position and like, oh, what's just like the best roster early on it, it might literally be more based on like, how do we just get through the first two months of the season without losing anyone? Yeah. And I guess, I mean, that's what I guess we'll be talking about in segment two is who would be on the chopping block to retain all three goalies as well. So stay tuned to segment two of Lockdown Red Wings. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about game time. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind when you're shopping for tickets see see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total upfront so you know where you're getting your deal so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees buy tickets in seconds with just two taps they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats with zone deals. You pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about the goaltending situation. Um, yeah, so Scotty, looking at the roster and like who on this team that we assume is going to actually make the 23-man roster to begin with would be eligible to be waived. I mean, first of all, of the guys who were on the team last year and who were signed to the team in the offseason, there's only one player who's waiver-exempt, and that's Jonathan Berggren. If you want to avoid the whole situation altogether, are you willing to just let Jonathan Berggren go down to the minors? I pointed out in yesterday's episode, I haven't been all that impressed with this preseason, but that doesn't mean I'm going to advocate to sending him down to the minors. I don't think that's the right move for him 
at this point, especially after how good of a, a season he had last year in 67 games, with the Detroit Red Wings. So I wouldn't want to stunt the growth of Giannis and Bergen because I'm afraid of losing an extra goalie on the waiver wire. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you thinking otherwise? No, I I don't I don't know, Brian. I don't know the answer to that question. Cuz like I, I I mean part of me is like, well, it's the path of least resistance and at the end of the day, it's like is he a top 6 forward on your team? He can be. I think he's more middle six forward right now. Is he a top six forward the first eight to ten weeks of the season? I would say probably not. I would agree. Probably not. Right. So if you're looking at it just from like purely like paper, right? It's like, okay, well, if we can just put a bottom six guy down there for the first two months and then like call, but like that, that's a huge risk for a lot of reasons. One, and this is something I wanted to bring up in the first segment too. Like we keep talking about the lightning and, and all that, obviously, because they're a, a big reason as to why this conversation is being had, but like, there's still 30 other teams. Like it's, yeah. it's not like, it's, it's not like, Oh, like if Vasilevsky comes back, then like, you know, everybody else will pass on him automatically too. Like this is still like good goalie depth for anybody who who in theory would need it and like other goalies are going to get hurt in the first eight to ten weeks like it's not like oh every team's two goalies are going to be perfect health for the first two months of the season like no somebody like somebody is always going to need a goalie so like this theory that like oh like you know when Andre comes back then it's just you know problem solved and we'll be able to send him down there willy-nilly is just like kind of ridiculous to me like I don't think this this is really going anywhere so I I would say no, like Bergeron's contract should not like hit his contract situation, him being wavered exempt should not determine what you do with three goalies. I don't think, I don't think that that makes, that makes like sense just because like the, it's not like, uh, again, like I guess I'm just reiterating myself in different words, but like after like in eight weeks, like that, that doesn't mean that one of the 30 other teams can't still like claim one of those guys, you know, if you were to put them on waivers, like I, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really difficult conversation. It, it, I, I'm not sure there's like a clear answer, um, but I, I guess in, in terms of in a vacuum, like just talking about burger, I, I don't think that I would prioritize, not prioritize. I don't know. I, I know that I would not do that and send him down to roster three goalies just because like, I, I want to keep all three of these goalies in the organization. I, I think you have to pri you have to prioritize burgers playing time at the NHL level early on. I, I don't think that that's a, that's a fair like trade-off, but yeah, at Bergeron, like you said, he's the path of least resistance, but we talked about that with guys last year too. Right. Well, that's I mean, why Ber Bergeron was that guy last year too. And they never sent him down. Because right. Well, they, that's why it's difficult. It's difficult because it is the path of least resistance. It's the like path that, of least resistance, but it's not the it's not the smart path, in my opinion. I don't. Yeah. Think well, that's uh, well, and like way. that's that's the debate. Like, is is the smartest path the path that makes you guarantee you don't lose anybody? I think there's an argument for it. I like, think I, I'm that, just playing devil's advocate with myself. Like, I agree with you, like in principle, but like 
I, I don't think it's just like, oh, like, you know, like absolutely not, you know, just like kick it to the curb. Like, I don't know, man. Like, again, at the end of the day, it's uh for as promising and, and as much as I think he's going to be good and, and have a solid season and, and be, you know, a fixture in this team going forward. Like for the first two months of the season, it's a it's a bottom six forward to guarantee you have goalie depth. And I, I that goalie depth. I know some of you guys are probably going to be thinking to yourselves, just wave one of them, and if you lose them, you lose them. It's not like you're like losing Reimer Alliance. Yeah, really like that's a very sound, like solid argument. Like that's that, like sure. But see, I also don't think that. I think that this goalie depth we saw last year how important it was. That and if you lose Reimer or Lion, not that either of them are world beaters. Not trying to make it seem like our season is going to be made or break make or break on the backs of either of these guys. Yeah. But what's your depth outside of that? Sebastian Kosa, who's proven he's not ready for the NHL level. You have Jan Bednar, who's on an AHL level contract, I believe. Yeah, the Griffins signed him, so you'd have to sign him to an NHL contract. Or John Letheman, who is, you did sign him to a contract. Technically, he is on con- on contract. But, like, those are your options. Unless they decide, if if this, like, you decide to keep Hutchinson on his PTO and sign him, but, like, you need to keep all three of these goalies because that depth is going to be super important later on. And here's a quote by Derek Lalonde also uh, when asked about the three goaltender situation. This is from an article from MLive. He says, with three goalies, you can manage, Coach Derek Lalonde said. Sometimes there's a bigger picture to it. I do think we want to be smart about the depth at the position because it hurt us last year through injury and just some guys going through different paths of their game. That's something Steve and his group will have to evaluate throughout. So, like, this is not something that it, we're just thinking about. This is something that's been on the mind of Derek alone, and he views it as something that is is important. That depth is important. So, my my alternative solution to Jonathan Berggren and just waving and pot- potentially losing one of these goalies. I mean, I, I ideally, yeah, Lion is your AHL goalie again, but this Vasilevsky thing, I think, is a huge wrench in those plans. I think Vasilevsky doesn't get hurt. Lion passes without a problem. Right. Well, but, and that that was my point earlier is like right now that makes the conversation more difficult, like to, on October 3rd. But like, again, when this regular season starts, goalies are going to keep getting hurt. Like we we're need, not you're not going to have like a two month stretch where everybody in the NHL's goalies are healthy. Like so it's it's like, you know, what I, like if you're just like kicking the can down the road you're not going to get to a point where it's like, oh, like everybody's goalies in the entire NHL are all healthy right now. He'll pass. Like that's just not feasible, especially eight weeks into the season. Like it's not like, oh, we're doing this a week in when everybody's still like at remote health. Like two months into the season, that's that's not like I, I don't think that's ever going to be obtainable once you get past like the month and a half-ish mark. Well, and then that brings me to my alternative alternative solution, right? So we mentioned we don't want to waive our goalies right now because until until we we know for sure they're not going to get taken, which you, you never know for sure. Right. But you you're more confident in that. You don't want to waive somebody or not waive, but send down somebody like Bergeron because you don't want to hamper his product his his development. You do what you do last year, and you waive somebody who's on a bloated contract that nobody's want to going to want to pick up, like Avrana and Zadina. I mean. There are some guys on this roster who are on pretty bloated contracts that this fan base isn't too hot on. Um, could you see a guy like this? I'm just gonna say right now, I did not expect this to be your alternative solution at all, and I think it's it's an incredible conversation. Nobody likes no, I hold on, that's not the let me restart that. People have been very critical of guys like Ben Sherratt, who despite the leadership lock, locker room leadership they provide, which is 
objective. He's, he's great in yeah. locker room. The guys love him. His play on the ice is not worth the $4.75 million you're paying him. At least it wasn't last year. You know, you have guys like Oli Mata, who's making $3 million a year. I doubt people would want to pick him up for that, for what is basically a bottom six, a, a bottom pair defenseman. You have guys like that on your roster. If you waive them, they're not going to get picked up. And do I think that – I'm not trying to say this is what's going to happen, but it is an option because the chances of guys like that on big contracts or bigger contracts getting picked up is a lot less likely than a guy like Christian Fisher, who's a special teams guy on a $1 million contract. Like, teams can work with that, but yeah. teams can't work with underperforming defensemen over the age of 30, $4.75 I'm not saying that it's a very likely solution. Probably will not happen, but it did pop in my mind as a way of making sure your goalie stays on your roster and you don't lose anybody in the long term. I mean, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, do you want to go to break? <laughs> Let's go to break. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Scotty is going to take this minute to collect his thoughts and try his best to respond yeah, to that it's a minute for the listener. It's five <laughs> seconds for me. Uh, so stay tuned to lockdown readings, but first I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel, our shortest read to snap into the action. This NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you have a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, what did you think of that proposed solution that I just gave? Yeah, I well, I think it's fascinating. I, I genuinely do. I, I think it's super fascinating. Um. Uh, so the thing that's wild for me is like if if it was Sherratt, okay, would he get picked up? I, I I'm co fairly confident in no, no. <laughs> um, but then like you haven't like changed anything. At, for from the Sherratt's perspective, you've obviously opened up a, a spot so that you can you you can have three goalies, right? That's that's the whole goal of this. But the again, like he would pass through. That's like the reason that you would that you would uh, like immediately your eyes kind of go to Sherratt. Six defensemen's not my favorite thing in the world, but if your highest priority truly is to try and keep all these goalies, then I guess that's something. I keep going back to like. I'm not sure there's ever going to be a quote unquote safe time to pass one of these guys through waivers. Like, I think you're just going to have to grit your teeth and hope that it works out. Like I, I, I find it hard to believe that like one team is going to single handedly like change, you know, whether they get claimed or not, like just by itself, no matter how kind of more desperate they are than everybody else. So like, I don't love that part of it. Um, Sherat on the uh, like whatever you'd be losing there, fine. Like I, I just, it's very bold, certainly. 
it would accomplish what you want to accomplish. You would not be missing out on a key contributor to the team. Um, in your eyes, is for the first however long they're going to roll three goalies out there, are you cool with three goalies and six D-men? No. And that's okay, why yeah, because like it's... I I hate six D men. I, I hate that. I, mm-hmm. I I I hate it. I don't want I that is like barely even an option for me. Like I I that's so and like again, like Sharat's an easy one to point to because of the contract, but like I don't think that that's something that I would ever want to do. In, in all reality, Scotty, every single solution that I have poised today, posed, posed today. Uh, I don't think is realistic. I, I don't think they're they're going to send Berggren down unless I'm mean, granted again. I think he's had a pretty poor preseason thus far. Um, so maybe he does warrant a quick demotion to get his head right in the AHL, and that solves the whole issue. But if they view Berggren the way I view Berggren, then as a future asset, then they're not going to send him down. And then with far, they're not going to you know wave a guy like Ben Sherat, who's a locker room leader, wore an A for this team last year. That's just not going to happen. I think that sends a wrong message to the locker room. Okay. Like it wouldn't for that. It wouldn't be performance based. For that, it would be for simple. Like if it was a performance based emotion, that's one thing. That's what happened with Philip Zadina. Uh, Jacob Rana was a little bit more complex, but it was kind of what it was about too with him. Uh, for if this would have happened to Ben Sherat, it wouldn't be performance based in this instance. Not that I think his performance was great last year. It would be simply based on you know, trying to not lose a single player. And I think that's the wrong reason to do it. And I think it's the wrong reason and wrong message in the locker room. I think in reality, the solution is going to be this. So 26 minutes to get to the real solution. Somebody else is going to wave a goaltender and Tampa is going to pick it up first. Sure. I think because you got to remember, there's 31 other teams, 30. If, you, if you're counting Detroit and Tampa, there's 30 other teams in this NHL who have goalies that are, they're probably going to have to wave at some point. Tampa Bay is going to look at it, say, I like this guy, claim it, and then you'll be square. In all reality, that's going to be the biggest solution. I I find it hard to believe that the Red Wings are going to look at anyone they've signed to this roster and anyone that's a holdover from roster from last season and say, this guy deserves to be sent down while we keep three goalies in the grand, in the NHL while Grand Rapids doesn't have their starter. Like, yeah, yes, Leth, Leth, there's Lethaman, there's Bednar, and there's Costa that are all going to be competing for the crease down in Grand Rapids. I understand that. And one of them is going to get sent back down to the Toledo Walleye. But in reality, they they essentially signed. It feels like they signed line to be the starter in Grand Rapids and the third option should injuries happen. That's what it feels like. I agree. I think that's been the plans. I mean, we've been talking about it all summer. I think that that is the plan. So um, I think you're just going to try and wait out the other teams and see if Tampa will pick up another goalie ahead of that. Yeah. Th- I mean, for as much as we're, t- we're talking about this right now, because the, the fan base is talking a lot, of, uh, talking about it a lot right now, but this is very much something that they will wait until the last possible second to do. Like they, they're not mm-hmm. going to, they're going to carry all three of these dudes in the preseason until the last possible like roster trim uh, opportunity, I would imagine. So, um, I would agree with you there uh, as far as, you know, Tampa's perspective. And yeah, I, I, that, that's how I was going to end too, was not, not the exact same wording, I guess, but like, I I was going to say at the very end here, like, I, I think that they're probably just going to end up trying to clear one of these guys before opening night and and hoping that it works. Um, I I think that that's kind of just what you have to do. And to your point, if another team, 
putting out a goalie that's going to get claimed by Tampa first is uh, going to allow them to do that, then that's going to help them a lot, obviously, be able to pull it off. But I, I think that that's really for as complex of a conversation as, you know, the last half hour has been. I, I think it's at the end of the day, I, I truly do think it's probably just grit your teeth and uh, hope that it, it, it whoever you send down probably lying doesn't get claimed at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're at 29 minutes. We clearly didn't get to the second topic we had. I didn't think the goaltender conversation would take as long as it did. Uh, clearly, we had a lot more to say about it than we thought. So in terms of who was leading the pack on making this NHL roster outside, I think that we'll have to wait and have this conversation on a different day. The Red Wings play games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, I mean, that's going to be our episodes for the remainder of the week. And then they have their last preseason game on Saturday. And then presumably the Red Wings will start making cuts after that. So, you know, given we'll see where the roster situation is at on Sunday when we go to record. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll have that conversation then because then we're going to have a week off between the pre start of the end of the preseason and the start of the start of the regular season where cuts are going to be made and we'll be able to try and predict who's going to make the final roster. It's going to get exciting down to the wire too. Uh, where this, like once they start making cuts and we see who's left and we're like, well, maybe, maybe. So anyway, Scotty, any final thoughts, man? We ball. We do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. It'll be a game recap and this game against the Blackhawks in Chicago. So expect Detroit to throw their, genuine B team out there. And uh, I'm assuming they'll get the A team some action here with three games back to back to back. Yeah, Either man. In Chicago, in Pittsburgh, or in Toronto, one of those is going to get our A team. I have to imagine you'll see Larkin, yeah, Raymond, yeah, and Debrinkit in one of those. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Every day.